The following is a production of 10ply Media. Hello everyone, live from a couch. This is the Couch Thoughts Podcast again for this week. I'm Rocky Persinger with me, Brent Pickens. How you doing, Rocky? Pretty good. How are you, Brent? Pretty good. All right, man. So this week on the Couch Thoughts Podcast, what we got coming up? Well, we're going to talk about what we have uh, been playing this week. Then we're going to go into our movie review of one of our all-time favorite movies, The Big Lebowski. And then we're going to do a little segment at the end we like to call Should Have Never. And That's a new segment on the show, but we're going to go with it here. I think it's going to be a continuing segment as long as we can think up some yeah. uh, think up some stuff. I'm so keep it rolling. So we're yeah we're just gonna talk about uh, stuff that they should have never done. So um, that's it for 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 that. But uh, so we'll get into it here. Um, Brent, what what did we what did we play here this week? Well, we after three four weeks trying to get it beat, we finally beat a way out. We finally beat a way out, which we talked <sighs> we talked about two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, well, we talked about it about every week because uh, we we're saying we we're going to go. What we did, we we uh, record this podcast and then we go and we play a way out yep. on, on the PlayStation Four. Again, an hour or two each week. You know, we uh, we finally beat it, and I will say, up till the end, uh, it was an awesome game, and the ending just it it ruined it. It honestly it ruined it for me. It, yeah, and no, I don't know if we we want to spoil it or not, but um, you know the the game was great. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a little there's a little twist at the end there. Yeah, and it just it, it, it let's just say it it puts the two players kind of against each other, and um, you know it it really kind of ruined it for us because we were just rolling along under one assumption, and then it kind of twisted, and and we didn't really like the twist. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't want to. I still don't want to spoil it for anybody out there that might play it. But it overall, would you still say it's worth playing? I, oh, I'll definitely give it a, a you know playthrough because I mean it, it's something to fun. You know, if you have a friend over and uh, you know, it's a good two player co op game. Just the end. You know, what happened at the end just really really ruined it for me. Yeah. And but I mean, I, I think it, it was you that was telling me that. On one of the scenes, it was actually taken out of a movie. So, yeah, it's yeah. Um, if anybody's seen, seen Heat uh, with, Al Pacino. With, with Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, um, who Val Kilmer's in it. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a while too. But I happened to just play this game, and then I sat down and saw that Heat was on Netflix. And I decided to, I was like, well, I haven't seen Heat in a long time. And I know, I watched Heat because it, you know, I'm sitting there thinking it was actually a major inspiration for The Dark Knight as well, the the Batman movie, Christopher Nolan. So I was watching Heat and then we had just played this game and I I called Pickens as soon as I saw the ending of Heat. And uh, I was like, man... They ripped off the ending of Heat in our in a, in a way out, you know. But uh, uh, I it it was cool, you know. It like I know we said before, but it, it takes uh, it has a Shawshank feeling, and then they've added some other stuff in there, 
and the co-op they got all kinds of co-op like it, it, it puts you in the position of the you know it feels like you're 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 that character you know yeah. and it, and i like how it, i'm sure the decisions don't matter a whole lot but you can go the the the, the safe way or you can go you know with the other character which is more of a reckless guy yeah, and so, that that kind of continued to till the end of the game. So I mean, it, it it was a I mean it was a really good game. I just you know the ending kind of took it out of me because I I don't know I was hoping you know for something else, but yeah, there it, was there was a momentum going with it, and yeah. then we you know it it kind of you know that we didn't expect the twist. Maybe we should have, but it didn't go the way we wanted it to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, that you know. That being said, there was a lot. There's a, a few different gameplay types in the game. It's pretty pretty cool. You know, you, I um, we talked about the first week of the podcast how it um, it started out like the Quantic Dream games where you had you know quick time events and you press the yeah. buttons. Then it was more like a third person adventure Uncharted type thing. Yeah. And then it finally turned into like a third-person shooter. Yeah, it, it, it's really a different take because I've never played a game where you know it had so many different types in it. You know, yeah. normally it's a first-person shooter, that's it. But you know, like, like Rocky said, this one had it, when, when you start getting comfortable with one thing, it's like oh, now it's a third-person shooter. You know, so I mean, it it was a really good game, and I would definitely recommend you know trying it out. Yeah, so go out there, play play a way out on PS4. Make sure you got a friend to come over and play couch co-op. You can play online co-op, but I wouldn't recommend it. I'd definitely recommend the couch. Um, but just be have low expectations for the end, and you won't be disappointed. Yeah. So, but anyways, guys, so that's it. We finally finished a way out after been talking about it for a few weeks. You know, we played it a few hours at a time after we recorded the podcast here. Uh, this is kind of the only day... We, we really have where we hang out. We hang out about yeah. one day a week now. Though, yeah. uh, that's one of the major reasons for doing the podcast. So, um, And that couch co-op, you know, got us to, to hang out and, and work together. And, you know, we we, we laughed, we cried, we, yeah. we screamed to my wife's discontent. <laughs> you think we should give it a rating? Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's, let's give it a rating. So what, what, what are you, where are you at? Oh, boy. See, see every time. See, so, so you're gonna take the you're gonna take the ending into account. I'm or? gonna take the ending into account. Okay, but you know, uh, as far as you know, a solid game, I'm I I think I'm gonna give it around a seven because okay. it, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure about the replay value and all that, but well, I mean, there's at least another replay value yeah. because you know you can make different decisions and the story up until the ending was. I mean, I really liked it. I mean, it, it was really good for it, it being an independent, you know, film, right. you know, indie game, and so I mean, yeah, I, I okay. think we'll give it a seven. I, okay, I'm, I'm, I was the number in my head was seven point five, so I'm going seven point five. I thought it was a, a like you just like you said, a good game. If the ending would have been good, it would have took it up into the nine range, yeah. honestly. But that that ending was like a point and a half off. Yeah. So. um so anyways, guys, go go play a way out. We think it's a pretty cool game. Couch co-op, you have to support it. Um, so now we're going to get into our um, movie review um, of the week, and we're going to do one of our all-time favorite movies, The Big Lebowski. Yes. Uh, it's a Coen Brothers movie. Uh, 
they've done Fargo, No Country for Old Men, um, several other you know really famous movies. Um, but so it, it's the Coen Brothers. It's kind of one of their least appreciated films, really. Well, and I don't think a, you know, there's a lot of people that haven't seen this movie. That's yeah. what that's what I think is crazy. I, I mean, there's there's a handful of guys at work that haven't seen it, and yeah, and I, you know, I didn't, I don't think I saw this till probably going into college. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I had seen it until then, and then um, that, so that's kind of how I I came about it. That I had a roommate in college that would watch this movie constantly. Uh, it's kind of a, it's. It's basically a, a stoner movie. It is, you know, and, and for I was talking to a buddy of mine, and you know, all these other movies that they talk that talk about like a stoner movie. To me, to me, this this is the ultimate stoner movie. Yeah, like you know, it, this and like uh, like half baked. Yeah, uh, is, an, is another one with, with that has Dave Chappelle in it that, that we really like. But the Big Lebowski. Probably one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't know how many times I've seen this movie. It's got to be a hundred. Oh, it's but, up there. Because, you know, my roommate and I would just watch it over and over again in our dorm room when we had nothing to do. But, uh, Brent, how, how'd you come across this movie? Man, honestly, I I don't re- really remember. I, I think, you know, I had to be 15 because I was driving myself on my own. Mm-hmm. And... I think I just remember, you know, being in Walmart or something, just, just, you know, look at going through movies and it was on like the 750 rack DVD. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, Jeff Bridges, you know, the, the cover, it's just one of those things that it stands out. Yeah. Well, the, the way they did it, you know, it, yeah, know. he's got the, the glasses with the rug in his eyes and yeah. stuff. So. And something about it caught me. So, uh, yeah, I, I ended up buying it and. Or yes, I was living in the basement then, and we uh, and I watched it, man, and I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, but a lot of people don't don't have that same. Yeah, they don't get the humor. They don't. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, and it's the humor. It's the same thing with Seinfeld, uh, and there's a lot of shows like that. You yeah. know, it's it, it. A lot of people, you either you either like it or don't like it. Right. You know, a lot of people just don't like that humor. I, I think I think it's hilarious, and I think I think kind of Chappelle's kind of the same way. Yeah, Chappelle show would be the same way. Right, but, right. But, I mean, I I've been watching it, and I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen it. Oh yeah, it, it's 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 a staple for us yeah. for sure. Um, but we're we're just going to go through the movie and kind of talk about the plot and talk about some scenes. So if you uh, we're going to spoil the movie, you know, I I don't think this movie can be spoiled though. No. I don't, even if you know the ending, it doesn't. It's not about the ending. It's about the journey to the ending. You right. know, it's about these different scenes that are put together. That that it, it's really masterful for the way the the way they did it too. Yeah, the code. I mean, they 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 did a really good job with with it. Well, you know, they always have the the Coen Brothers. They always have these. It's kind of like Quentin Tarantino. You know, yeah. they they have these crazy complex. Uh, scripts with a lot of dialogue. Uh, a lot of people don't like that. You know, uh, there's a lot of dialogue in the movies. Just a lot of talking. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm a sucker for this movie. Uh, you know, and the cast. I mean, you the have cast to, you is have to love it. Amazing. Jeff Bridges, uh, Steve Buscemi, John Goodman, uh, John Turturro, which we talked about. Sam Elliott is in there. Sam Elliott. Um, 
Philip Seymour is Brant. Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, who's who passed away now. Yeah. So rest in peace to to Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, yeah, it's just a, a Tara Reed is in there when she's was uh, still you know not trashy. Um, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore uh, plays a really good role. She plays Maude Lebowski. Um, so you know, just just a lot of and a lot of supporting characters like the guy who plays Smokey yeah. or you know the big Lebowski himself or uh, the guy who's with John Turturro. Yeah. I think his name's O'Brien in the movie. <laughs> Um, so great cast. It's hilarious. Um, you know, that's just, that's just some of the the reasons we like it. So we'll just get right into it here. So we, we start out with the opening scene and, um, the song tumbling tumbleweeds is playing and Sam Elliott is doing a voiceover. Yeah. If they would have got anyone else to do the voiceover, it would not have, it wouldn't have set the scene. I just don't think it would have been nearly uh, as good but yeah. you know he he's iconic. the he's the per- iconic and he's the perfect guy for that you know? right yeah he he's he, you know and he plays sam elliott's uh go-to with the, the western character yeah. with the cowboy hat and the you know the vest and the, the, the mustache the, the, the mustache, western mustache the mustache is just you know I I think Sam Elliott has the number one Hollywood mustache oh yeah I mean I mean over even you know uh, when you're talking top three, yeah, I mean Burt Reynolds, Sam Elliott, uh, and Tom Selleck. Uh, Tom Selleck. That's who I was that, trying to think. That's of. the three, but but so I think Sam's number one. Yeah, with, with the mustache, because you know it is just so full in this movie. It is. It's, <laughs> it is. It's, it's cool. a. It's a, It's like spilling over the side of his. I can't grow a mustache. One, I've got a tiny upper lip. I mean, I I, I can grow one, but it just looks like a Mexican mustache. Well, so it that, just that's does not, true. That's that, that, that's true. But yeah, mine at least yours doesn't look like a pedophile mustache like mine does. But you know, you'll you'll have that, I guess. So Sam Elliott's, um, you know, narrating, uh, and there's this tumbleweed going through, and it goes into California, and he's talking about California, and uh, he introduces us to a character called the Dude, played by Jeff Bridges, and his name is Jeffrey Lebowski. Um, so we go into a grocery store scene. And you see him, and it, so Sam Elliott says he's the laziest man alive. Yep. You know, and you see him. He goes in. Um, he he takes some half and half and creamer uh, that we later find out he only drinks white Russians, so that's why he needs the the half and half. Um, but he, so he takes a swig out of it there, and then smash cut to him checking out at the at the uh, uh, the checkout line. And he's got a milk mustache, and he's writing a check for sixty nine cents yep. for some half and half. So, um, so you know, this, so this is the first time you see the dude played by Jeff Bridges, and it just sets a scene, man. It, it, it does. And a side note too, it's kind of cool. On the check, it actually has uh, it's Jeff Bridges' actual address. So is that, it must have been his checkbook. Yeah, it must have been his checkbook because it it actually had his address and there's a phone number on it too. I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't know if that was his or not. Yeah, but, his phone number back yeah. in the day. Or yeah, whatever. I, I thought that was kind of cool. They actually used his home address. Yeah, I think you know that's another one thing. It was kind of a small movie, you know, yeah. even though they had these big stars. Right. So it was it was kind of a small movie, but you know, so they had all these little things that that 
little accents that really make the whole thing. You know, yeah. like his he's wearing these shorts that are just dirty, and he he wears these sandals that are uh, they're kind of clear plastic sandals. <laughs> the the movie takes place in the early nineties, um, but you know, and it, it kind of sets that aesthetic and. Uh, from a lot of people who lived in L.A., I'm I'm sure it's just you know it sets the L.A. scene really well, and 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 Jeff Bridges is just a huge part of that. The way he plays the Bowski, the way he's drinking the milk, the way he talks, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, so then uh, we see the dude come home. He walks in his front door, and these guys grab him. And shove his face in the toilet. Yep. You know. Um, and uh, they're saying, where's the money, Lebowski? Where's the money? We don't know what they're talking about. But uh, So one of your favorite lines, yeah. Pickens. Is, they, they pull him out. And like, they dunk his head like two or three times. They're like, the where's toilet, the money, yeah. Lebowski? He, he's ah, he's like, put, put, uh, shove me back down there. I'm not sure it's down there somewhere, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. and then they pull it, yeah. And that's just so that's just another thing of the attitude of of <laughs> the dude, you know. Um, but so then you know he kind of he's like, "What the fuck are you guys talking about?" And uh, turns around and the, the guy is peeing on his rug. Yep. Yep. And the, so this is kind of the crux of the whole movie. The, it the, is. the the rug really tied the room together. It really tied the room. Really together. tied that room together, and that's a that's a repeated line uh, over and over again in the movie. But um, so he pees on the rug, and uh, the guys actually realize they got the wrong Lebowski. <laughs> yeah, because he's he's like, D- does it look like I have a ring on my finger? He's like, man, the damn toilet seat's up. Yeah, so they say <laughs> that you, your wife Bunny owes. Uh, Jackie Treehorn some money yeah. right and uh, he's like do I look like I'm married the toilet seat's up man and so then the guys say hey isn't this guy supposed to be a millionaire or something <laughs> uh, and then they leave so then um, this is where we get another opening scene uh, opening credit scene of some guys bowling yeah. uh, and one of my favorite songs ever the man in me by Bob Dylan, it, just a great song. And it, uh, it kind of sets the, it, it's something that the dude would listen to, yeah. you know, oh, it, yeah. it, it definitely like the, the dude probably loves Bob Dylan. Um, one thing that's kind of funny about that is, you know, Jeff Bridges kind of, he, he would ask the Coen brothers before every scene, like, Hey man, you think, uh, you, you think the the dude smoked a J before this, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, before this scene, and uh, you know, then he would he would go into the scene and uh, and basically the answer was always yes. <laughs> like they were always like yes, he he definitely you know smoked uh, before this scene. Um, but so then after the bowling opening, we meet Walter Sobchak and Donnie, <laughs> uh, played by John Goodman and Steve Buscemi. Oh. Um, and so they're talking about this rug, you know, and, um, well, John, well, uh, Walter and, uh, the dude are cause, uh, yeah, yeah. Steve Buscemi's bowling. Steve Buscemi's bowling and they're talking about this rug and, uh, you know, the dude's like, it really ties the room together, man. You know, all this stuff. Um, and the dudes at one point, one of my, one of my favorite lines, I said, I say this all the time. Um, he says the Chinaman peed on my rug, 
And then uh, Walter later says, please, dude, Chinaman is not the preferred nomenclature. Asian American, please. And uh, I say that all the time. If something, you know, We're that's, not... that's not the preferred nomenclature. Asian American, please. We're not talking about a man that uh, Chinaman worked on the railroad. Yeah, we're not talking about a man that worked on the railroad here, man. But, uh, so then Donnie comes back and uh, tries to ask the dude questions about He's the like, rug. What, what, what rug, dude? And so this is where we first see Walter say, you know, he's just like, shut the fuck up, Donnie. You know, all, he all... Life like, doesn't start and, uh, start and stop at, at, uh, at your convenience. At your convenience, yeah. Um, so finally, Walter comes to the conclusion that the millionaire Lebowski, since they were trying to pee on his rug, he's the problem. Um, but bef- so before we get into that, though, just John Goodman in this movie, he's a Vietnam War veteran, and he reminds you about it, <laughs> and he 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 talks about it every three seconds. But we all have that one uncle or somebody that was in Vietnam. And they are exactly like John Goodman in this movie. He's got, you know, he wears army fatigues. He's got a vest on with all the shit. He's always prepared. He's always got a gun on him. You know, he's always a little unhinged. You never know when he's going to snap. The, my favorite little touch that they did on this, he wears shooting glasses. He he's does. got the... Um, those are actually, they put his prescription in those too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually his pre- so he prescription wears these glasses. Shoot, for those who don't know, shooting glasses are like these yellow, bright yellow glasses. Bright yellow tint, yeah. That, that help you see when you when you shoot a gun. Uh, you know, so it's just, it, just the visual of that character. And then Steve Buscemi is, as Donnie is just really like bashful and, uh, you know, and he plays that really well too. Walter's always... Uh, dominating his conversation. Yeah, shut the fuck up, Donnie. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. Um, so on Walter's suggestion, the dude goes to see the other Jeffrey Lebowski, who is the millionaire. Oh. And this is where... So he goes to this mansion, and we see Philip Seymour Hoffman yeah. for the first time. Yeah, this is the first time you meet Brands. Uh, <laughs> and so he's just this really nervous character, uh, and it, it's hilarious. Uh, all the little that's just that it's another example of all the little details in this movie that make it great is philip seymour hoffman he's always a great character actor yeah uh, and like we said he he's he's gone now but we learn about the little lebowski urban achievers <laughs> <laughs> and the dude's like oh uh he says these are these are mr lebowski's children and there's like you know there's like 10 20 kids in the photograph and the dude's like oh uh, different mothers huh <laughs> and then uh philip seymour hoffman just does this really weird laugh like, <laughs> it does. and then he's like oh they're they're not literally his children they're his you know he sponsors this school or whatever um and and then the dude turns and looks into a mirror that has a time, <laughs> time magazine. magazine thing on it which is just hilarious like somebody that lazy being on time magazine um and then the big lebowski comes in you know um so then so this is just a this is just a great scene here it it really is uh you know he goes in the dude asks for for uh you know money for a rug or a rug because these the chinaman pissed on his rug uh and uh the big Lebowski basically just cusses him out. Well, before that, he's 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 a he's a sir. Did I pee on your rug? 
<laughs> and Lebowski's like, he's like, no, woo, put Pete on my rug. Woo, Pete on my rug. And he's like, every time a, mu- a, a rug is micturated upon in this city, do I have to to pay for it? Um, and it, so he basically runs him off. But, you know, that's where we find out Bun- his wife, Bunny, owes all this money yeah. to, 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 um, to Jackie Treehorn. Um, so the uh, hilarious part here. The the big Lebowski, who's you know the movie's named after the the millionaire Jeffrey Lebowski, kicks him out of his office, kicks the dude out of his office, and the dude goes out and what was he say? <laughs> Brant as soon as he walks out, Brant's like, "Well, how'd it go?" He said, "Oh, he, he said I could, uh, he said I could take what, uh, whatever rug I wanted to out of the house." <laughs> yeah, so then he, okay, <laughs> so then they give him the rug. Uh, out of the house, even though the big Lebowski just kicked him out, which is just hilarious. Um, and then he meets Bunny by the pool. Yeah, and this uh, is when Tara Reed was Tara Reed before she was trashy. Yep, she she was looking good. She was looking pretty pretty good in this movie. Um, so she she asked some weird stuff to the uh, to the dude. Uh, I don't. I don't know how much we want to get into that, but uh, well, well just a little thing like she's sitting there in her bikini on the th- and painting her nails, and like you know she's painting them green, whatever. But uh, she's like she puts her foot up. She's like blow on it. He's he's like what? <laughs> she's like blow on it. He's what about uh, the guy in the pool? You know, because there's a guy floating around. He's passed out. She's Which like, we find out later is one of the nihilists. Yeah, he's later. a nihilist. And she's like he doesn't care about anything. <laughs> Oh, but that that scene is 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 just so funny. Hilarious scene. Um, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman reacting to Terry, <laughs> you know, saying all the the stuff. Um, so then you know the dude gets his rug. He's happy. Um, so then the, back to bowling. They're back to bowling. Um, Walter brings in a dog into the into the bowling. He said, "Man." The dude says, "You man, you you brought a dog bowling," and then Walter said, "Well, I didn't bring the dog bowling. I didn't get him shoes. He's not taking your fucking turn. I'm not buying him a beer." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he brings this dog, and then one of the most iconic scenes of the the whole thing um, is when uh, the they're bowling in a league game, and. Uh, Donnie just rolls a strike, and then next, the the, the other team is up, and a uh, guy comes from a name Smokey comes up, <laughs> and apparently Walter thinks he steps over the line. Yeah. Over the line, <laughs> over the line. So that's that's another thing that we we say constantly. Constantly over the line. Uh, it just all there's this movie's so quotable. I don't know how we're gonna get through all these quotes and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it's, it's just ridiculous. But, uh, so Walter says Smokey's over the line and wants him to mark it a zero because there'd be, you know, no, um, there'd be no score cause he violated the rules by stepping over the line. And Smokey says, no, mark it eight, dude. And so then Walter, which like I said, the Vietnam war veteran thing, he snaps. He snaps. You know, he's like, am I the only one that gives a fuck about the rules? Uh, this isn't Vietnam. There are rules. <laughs> this isn't Nam. There are rules. Uh, I say that a lot, too. This isn't Nam. <laughs> he pulls out a gun in the middle of this bowling alley. <laughs> and starts freaking out. 
I mean, it, it's it's ridiculous. It's, you in, you're entering a world of pain, <laughs> Smokey. You're entering a world of pain. Market a zero. Market a zero. So, we we find out, you know, they're leaving. It cuts to them leaving, and the cops are showing up <laughs> while they're while they're leaving. Um, and you know, uh, the dude says, "Man, Smokey's a Smokey's a pacifist." <laughs> you know, he he. <laughs> Um, there's just you know another funny thing uh, that that happened there, and then so then uh, the dude, oh before that, this the calmer than you are. Oh, line. calmer, yeah. <laughs> He's like Walter, you need to calm down, and Walter says, "Perfectly calm, dude. <laughs> Perfectly calm." And he just pulled a gun on a guy. Yeah, and he reminds me. You just pulled a gun in the, in the uh, you know, while we're bowling. He's like, calmer than you are. Calmer than you are. He said like three times. We say that constantly. Calmer than you are. <laughs> um. So just every every quote in in this movie is just you know quotable. Um. So then, um, back to the house. Um, the dudes listen to the answering machine. Uh. And you know, his landlord comes up to get his rent. Um, you know, so it, they get a he gets a call from uh, Brant yeah. and says, you know, you need to come here immediately. Uh, we have a problem. So he goes back to the Big Lebowski, and this scene is hilarious just because the the Big Lebowski's in his study. He's crying. <laughs> You know, over over, uh, we find out that Bunny's been kidnapped. Yeah. So, um, you know, so this this is okay. This is one of my main contentions with the movie here. And we can probably talk about it for a little bit. So the Big Lebowski decides to hire the dude to carry the money to pay a ransom because his wife has been kidnapped. Yes. So so let's look through the logic of this. You know. Which later in the movie we do find out why he does this, but why the heck would, if you wanted to get your wife back, why the heck would you hire a guy that you just said was the most incompetent loser <laughs> on the planet? <laughs> he got me. At this point in the movie, it makes no sense, and you know, I just, I'm like, why is he, why is he hiring this guy to <laughs> to do this? And it it makes no sense. So then, you know, after this, the movie kind of becomes like a detective story because then it's you know the dude is trying to solve the case of this kidnapped girl um you know and a a bunch of crazy stuff happens but um so he, he hires the dude so then cut back to bowling and this this is always this is the thing. They, they all, you know, some something crazy happens and they're like, yeah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Yep. You know, so they go back to bowling. And this is just one of the best scenes in the movie. We're introduced to John Totoro's character. <laughs> the Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh. And it's a, uh, there's a version of Hotel California playing. It's a um, mariachi version because I believe, you know, his character is Mexican. Um, 
And just the visual of, of the he's got this purple jumpsuit on. The, so- the purple socks that he pulls up. He pulls up these ridiculous purple socks that you can see through. <laughs> they're they're so you know thin. Um, and it's just a visual. If you haven't seen the movie, just just watch it for this visual alone. <laughs> uh, you know, and then he cut. So he comes over and he gives a speech uh, to to Walter and them. Um, well, actually, it cuts. So it, you see the Jesus bowl, and he's he's dancing after he hits his strike, um, and then so Walter and the dude are talking about um, the kidnapping, and so this is where they come up with the idea that she kidnapped herself. Yep. Um, and then uh, you know, the, the, Walter mentions linen, which he means vi linen from you know russian communism fame and donnie thinks he's talking about john lennon from the beatles (laughs) who had a song called i am the walrus so um i'm the walrus donnie just keeps saying i'm the walrus i am the walrus so um and the dude is just kind of ignoring him so let's uh that's a, a fan theory that brent was telling me about yeah so there there's a fan theory out there saying that when uh walter was in vietnam uh donnie was served with him but he died so uh one of the fan theories was that uh donnie was actually dead he was a ghost that was just falling around uh uh walter because throughout the whole movie uh we watched it, and I watched it again just to just just to make sure. But through, throughout the whole movie, he uh, he talks to uh, the dude. They they he, the dude only acknowledges him like three times. Yeah, they have uh, they so they really do not have any conversation whatsoever. Yeah, and Donnie's talking, but then Walter just tells him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> you never really see the dude address him directly, other than like three times in the movie. Yeah. You know which. So that kind of those three times though kind of kind of shoots that fan theory down, right? But it's an interesting, yeah. It's an interesting choice that they made creatively to not have the dude really address Donnie, you know, um, directly. Yeah. And even though this character is always talking, and you just see he's kind of just a timid guy they, they, <laughs> that nobody pays attention to, uh, and that's just Donnie. Uh, so then they're they're thinking that she kidnapped herself. Bunny yes. has kidnapped herself, and then uh, to get the Lebowski's money um, with the ransom. So she's ransoming herself. Um, so then the Jesus comes over <laughs> and says, "Well, one of the greatest like lines of all time, um, where you know Walter pulled a gun out earlier. The Jesus comes over and." It's just like, you pull, hey, Pindejo, I tell you something. You pull that shit with me, you flash a piece on the lanes, I shove that trigger up your ass and pull the trigger till it goes click. And it's just one of the greatest, you know. <laughs> and, then, and then the dude's like, Jesus. <laughs> He's like, that's right. Nobody fucks with a Jesus. <laughs> And that's a nobody fucks with the Jesus is just the line from this movie. It is. It should be the tagline for everything. <laughs> um, 
So then, uh, you know, the dude is laying on his rug in the house listening to his cassette, and these people show up and knock him out. <laughs> Later, we find out that it's Maud Lebowski, who is the big Lebowski's daughter, uh, and they don't get along very well. Um, so we'll keep that in mind for later, but his beeper is going off. Uh, so he goes back to the big Lebowski and it's time for the drop. Um, uh, they're dropping the money for the ransom to get, uh, the big Lebowski's wife back. Um, and they make it very clear. And, uh, 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 Brant says uh, several times, uh, only one person on the drop. They want one person on the drop. Uh, so, and then Brant gives him a money and a phone. Before that, before he leaves, he's like, he's like, just remember, dude, your her life is in your hands. <laughs> he's like, he's like, please don't say that. He's like, no, I, 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 her life is in your hands, dude. He says it like three more times. Yeah, and so this is some of the humor that people don't get, I think. Yeah. Like with Brant. He says he has all these funny mannerisms. He does. And he <laughs> says he repeats certain phrases several times throughout the movie. And it's hilarious to us. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of people are just like, why is he saying that? You know? Uh, so that's one of the things. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, Philip Seymour Hoffman, that's just one of the great things he does in the movie is all this little small details that are just... I, I think maybe it, it takes a few times of watching the movie, yeah. you know, to, to, to really get it. Um, so, he takes Walter with him, even though they said, do not... Don't bring anybody. <laughs> and Brand even says, I'd go with you, but uh, he's like, they requested that no one, yeah. just you. So, um, they go to the drop. Walt, he picks up Walter at a pawn shop. And Walter has two things. He has what he calls the ringer, which is a, a fake bag of money. With his dirty, with his dirty undies. With his dirty underwear in it for the weight. For the weight, yeah. Um, and, so, and an Uzi. Well, yeah, but the Uzi is packaged up, and I don't even know how he got it out, even if he... Uh, I have no idea. It's in like this, uh, this, it looked like a envelope, like, uh, wrapped in duct tape. Yep. Like a, like a, a like a little folder envelope. Yep. <laughs> so they go, they're supposed to, uh, they're driving, and they're supposed to throw the money off the bridge, of a, of a bridge that they drive across. Uh, well, this, this kills Walter's plan because his plan is to jump at the drop. He's going to beat up one of them. They're going to keep the money for themselves, the million dollars. And then he, he's going to, uh, beat the location of bunny out of one of them, uh, to, and then everybody wins, right? Well, since they're throwing the money off of a bridge that just screws Walter's plan up. So in his mind, he adjusts on the fly. Give him credit. He there. Adjust on the he fly. just on the fly. <laughs> Um, so now his new plan is throw the ringer instead of the money off the bridge so they don't get the money, jump out of the moving vehicle and grab one of the guys and beat him up. Yes. So, so what actually happens <laughs> is he jumps out of the car. He says, the wheel's yours, dude. Uh, 
And then as he's getting out of the car, another little detail that's hilarious. We got to take this hill. And he, <laughs> he does say that. He jumps out of the car, hits the ground. The Uzi goes off. The Uzi is just rolling. It, it, it shoots the back of dude's car. Like it, it is. <laughs> Gives him a flat tire. Uh, it's just hilarious. Um, so, you know, the, the Uzi goes off, the dude gets a flat tire and the guys get away with the ringer. Yes. Right. Um, so nobody has the money and they go, they go bowling. The, he, Walter says, fuck it, dude, let's go bowling. My only problem with it, this whole scene here, you have a million dollar briefcase. It has, it supposedly has a million dollars in it and yep. you leave it in the trunk of your car. Oh yeah. They left while it. you're going bowling. Yep. That's my. That's just my biggest. Yeah. So they have the million dollars. They go bowling, and they leave the million dollars in the trunk of the dude's car. And they come out, and uh, the the car stolen. Yes. Uh, so with a million dollars in the trunk, uh, and then so then. This is one of the the parts where the dude actually references Donnie directly. Yes. And he says, where's your car, dude? And uh, he's like, uh, I forget what he says exactly. He's like, you going to go get your car back? And he's like, thanks, Donnie. <laughs> I know. You know, and uh, so then uh, he goes and talks to the police about his stolen car. <laughs> While he's talking to the police, he gets a message from Maude Lebowski. Oh. Um, so then there's this weird-ass naked art scene. <laughs> With Maude, she's flying over just throw, head. Just throwing paint Throwing everywhere. paint everywhere. Um, so then she tells... And I'm going to speed up a little bit because we're already, we're already going pretty, pretty far on time here. But um, we find out she shows uh, the dude a porno film that uh, Bunny has been in that Jackie Treehorn produced and these nihilists were starring in the guy's name's Carl Hungus. <laughs> um, so this is where the plot kind of starts uh, coming together. Yeah, you know. So this is where we really think: okay, she's kidnapped herself. She's getting the ransom money. She's in league with these three guys that are the nihilists or whatever. Um, and then uh, so, but then the dude gets picked up by the big Lebowski. And he has a toe. Um, which leads to one of my favorite scenes is dude and uh, the dude and Walter in the diner. Yeah, the di- <laughs> The diner scene is, is one of the, the, the best things. Uh, and I keep saying that with this movie, but it really is. Um, Walter, you know, that's... You want a toe? That's not her toe. You want a toe? I can get you a toe by 5 o'clock today. <laughs> You know, and then so the uh, and he just freaks out in this diner. He does. He just starts yelling and cussing, and and the uh, the 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 waitress or the girl behind the bar, she's like, you know, she's an older lady, so she's like, can you can you please calm down? If you're not, you're gonna have to ask you to leave. He's like, I didn't I didn't fight in Vietnam to watch my buddies <laughs> die face down in the mud. So yeah, it's just <laughs> I uh, didn't watch my buddies die face down in the mud. To be told that I could not sit here and enjoy my coffee. Uh, it's not exactly what he says, but, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, so then the dude is at home in his bathtub, and the nihilists come in with a ferret. <laughs> and uh, 
They put the ferret in the tub, and they're saying, we, we cares about nothing, Slabowski. Uh, we'll come back tomorrow and chop off your Johnson. Um, so then back at the bowling alley, um, Sam Elliott shows up. Yeah. So this is a really cool scene because at this point you think, okay, well, Sam Elliott, you know it's Sam Elliott's voice at the beginning, you know, but you think, okay, well, maybe Sam Elliott's not in it. Maybe he's just the narrator. Well, they kind of break the fourth wall here by having Sam Elliott, yeah. you know, in it. Um, uh, and his, his his credit in the movie is just The Stranger. Yeah, which is cool. Which yeah. is, you know, just like uh, Clint Eastwood in all his movies. He's yeah. the uh, Pale Rider and all those. Right. He's just The Stranger, which is, is cool. Um, so that, that ties back to the Western theme yeah. that they had. Uh, Sam Elliott, he's just awesome. Man. Yeah, yeah, he... He did, he asked for some sarsaparilla. He does. <laughs> any of that good sarsaparilla? Um, was that the part where, where he's he's talking to dude? He's like, dude, the only thing is, he's like, you have to use do you have to use so much uh, foul language. You have to use so many cuss words. So, so many cuss words. Yeah. Uh, so Brent looked up how many times the f word is in this movie. Yeah. Oh, there's there's over two hundred times. There's some variation of the f word. And also, they say "dude" one hundred and forty-seven times. So there's a lot of dudes, a lot of a lot of <laughs> f words. So uh, this movie's not for uh, kids, obviously, no. for two hundred and forty-seven uses of the f word. <laughs> um, and they're, they're kind of poking fun at themselves there by having Sam Elliott say that. Yeah. You know? um, so you know, then. Um, you know the the dude. He, they go. He sees Maude, and then she says, "You haven't gone to the doctor yet." <laughs> and he goes to the doctor. Yeah, this is just a weird scene, but it's funny. Well, he's listening to music too. He just has the headphones in. He just. Uh, and then the, the doctor's like, "He's come in. He he comes in because Maude is the one who knocked him out when he was laying on the rug before, and um, the doctor says, "Drop your shorts," and he's like, "What?" And then it, it hits you because Maude has been saying he's a good doctor and thorough. <laughs> thorough. Very thorough. Very thorough. Uh, so apparently he is thorough because he has the dude drop his pants there. <laughs> and before that, he's, he's like, no, no, it's, it's my cheek. My <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or my jaw or something. Um, so then the dude gets a call and um, he gets his car back. You know, so... Um, Oh, sorry, wait. So, yeah, he is. And then, um, so, yeah, he gets his, gets his car back, right? And then the, the, the cops are, uh, you know, the, the detective basically laughs at him because he says, do you have any suspects? Do you have any leads? Yeah, he's, he's like, yeah, we're working around the clock. He's, <laughs> work two shifts. Work two shifts on this. This is our top priority. Um, so then, you know, uh, well, that so they, they, they found his car while he's in the bathtub. He gets a, a thing there. So um, so then the dude's driving down the road, listening to Credence, uh, and he sees a, bu- a, a Volkswagen bug following him. And then uh, he drops a roach in his lap yep. <laughs> and almost burns his car down. But in the process, he finds this kid's homework paper. Yep. So when his car was stolen, wherever it was, this kid left his homework in it. Um, 
So they talk. They're at this weird play that the landlord is having. Yeah, weird, 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 weird dude. And I think that's just a throwback to like Los Angeles, and everybody has their own little like stage play yeah. and stuff. It's just a weird LA thing. Um, and so they go to this kid's house to interrogate him, and the kid comes down, and he just says nothing. <laughs> he just sits there. He just sits there and stares at Walter. And Walter keeps asking him if, if this is his homework. The dude's like, he's like, Walter, we know it's his, it's, it's his goddamn homework. <laughs> we know it's his homework. And uh, so then he says, oh, okay. Well, I guess we're not going to get anything out of you. Uh, the kid's name was Larry. I yeah, think, Larry. Right? So they're just yelling at him. We're going to cut your dick off, Larry. He's <laughs> <laughs> like... He's, so then, finally, John Goodman gets fed up. Larry, you're killing your father! <laughs> Which is, his dad is an author who's in an iron lung. He's in an iron lung. Oh. Um, so, uh, you know, so Walter flips out again. Yep. Goes out to the dude's car, gets a crowbar. There's a Corvette. There's a Corvette out there. They think the house. they think that the, it's this kid's Corvette because he they think he has the money that was in the car when it was stolen. So they think it's this kid's Corvette, and Walter goes out and he starts screaming, "Do you see what happens, Larry? Do you see what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass?" And he says like thirty. He says times. like fifty times as he's completely smashing this red Corvette. Turns out it's not the kid's car. Oh, no, at all. Not. This guy comes out. Um, I'm not sure how the guy afforded a Corvette. Was, this, this guy just did not look like the type that'd be rolling no, in a Corvette. No, but um, so then it cuts, and they're, they, you know, after all this shit happened, the, it, the guy comes out, takes the crowbar away from Walter, and beats the dude's car. Yeah, and busts out the back window, and the dude say, "No, man, that's." It's not his car. Uh, you know, so then it cuts to, they were saying the kid's house is over by the In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. And it cuts to them eating In-N-Out. Yeah, so they're they, driving down the road eating In-N-Out Burger. Which I've never had in, an In-N-Out Burger. Well, I've, I, uh, truck driver at work, he used to live in, I don't know, Colorado or something. But anyway, he said, uh, he said, that In-N-Out Burger, it's really good. Yeah, apparently it's really good. But well, I hear yeah. people talk about it all the time. But. Yeah, but it's a Western chain. We're here in West Virginia, so we don't have we don't have that. Um, so then it cuts back to the dude in his apartment, and he's putting in a door jam. To <laughs> there's nails sticking out, like he, he's he's hammering it. And if you look at the door, it's, it's like he, he it's the door swings in. It swings the other way. Well, it swings the other way. It's like, so he puts a door, uh, a, a, chair a chair in front the of the door. door, and like they just open the door and the chair falls down. The chair <laughs> falls right down. There's these nails. It looks terrible. There's all these nails <laughs> in this board. Uh, but it turns out it's Jackie Treehorn's guys. Yes. And they take him to see Jackie Treehorn, who was the producer of the porn film that Bunny was in. It's who, the same two that to be in the film when they threw him. Yeah, they yeah the same, in. the same, the rug pisser. Yeah, the rug pisser. Woo, woo. It was woo. <laughs> it woo was came woo. back. So he gets to Jackie Treehorn's place, and Jackie Treehorn wants to know where Bunny is. Yep. 
Which at this point you think, okay, well, Bonnie's been in league with Jackie Treehorn and she kidnapped herself, but we find out that's not the case. Um, so Jackie Treehorn gets a call. He goes over, he answers the phone. He makes a sketch on this sketch pad (laughs) and then, uh, walks off. So the dude goes over with a pencil to trace this sketch pad. Uh, and I never got this part of the movie. I didn't either. It, and then I wonder if it was just a setup. If he, when he left, he was watching a camera. I, I don't know. I don't know. But, but basically, the whole, there is just a guy with a large penis on the sketch pad. Yeah, it's just it looks like a doodle. It's it's like a doodle of a dude with a big dick. But yeah, so. <laughs> I didn't. If that was supposed to be a joke in the movie, I didn't. I didn't really. Get I didn't it. either. So yeah. Um. So then Jackie Treehorn drugs the dude. Uh, the dude. Uh, goes down and he has this weird hallucination <laughs> fantasy thing. Um, you know, it, uh, what condition my condition was in yeah. is, is playing. It's a that, catchy tune. It's a catchy tune. Me and, me and Pickens like that, <laughs> like that song. Uh, but it's a really weird thing with bowling and Vikings and the Nihilist chopping off his Johnson. <laughs> it, he flies. He's flying through the air under a bunch of women's legs and stuff. Uh, really weird. It cuts out and he's running down the street. Like he's been hallucinating (laughs) the whole time. Um, you know, so then he gets arrested cause he's running down the middle of the town and he basically gets kicked out of Malibu where Jackie Treehorn was, um, by the sheriff there. So, um, so the dude, and then, you know, we see, bunny in her car yeah, just cruising by cruise by just so jamming she's just jamming out so we're like what what is what's going on here we thought she kidnapped herself what's... and it, it shows it shows it zooms in on her feet and it shows she still has all she of her still toes. has all of her toes so the toe that the big lebowski got was not her toe um so then the dude comes home his place is completely trashed by jackie treehorn's guys and maud Lebowski shows up. Yep. Um, which is a weird, weird scene because she shows up, she's in his robe, she drops the robe and says, you know, make love to me, Lebowski. Well, she just says, love me. Lebowski. Love me, Lebowski. Love me. <laughs> and, uh, which is weird because that's her, Lebowski's her name too. Yeah, it is. Um, but, so then he's like, hey, that's my robe. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's all he has to say about it. So, then, you know, after they have sex, um, find out that she's trying to get pregnant. Yeah, she's she's laying there doing all these actions. She, he's like, "What are you doing?" And she says, "Uh, I can't remember how she words it, but uh, a word for you know to get pregnant." Yeah. You know, to... Yeah. So so that's at the point. Maud tells him that the Big Lebowski actually doesn't have any money. Yep. And it's all it was all her mother's money. And the million dollars, um, this is where uh, it all comes together for the dude. Yeah. Because you cut to, he doesn't see this, but you cut to a diner and the nihilists are sitting there and um, they have a girlfriend and she's missing her pinky toe. So that's when you find out, okay, the nihilists did that. 
Turns out the Big Lebowski never had the million dollars. Uh, yeah, he he just has. Uh, I get uh, the daughter or Maude takes care of it, and she gives him allowance of so much a month. Right. So he wanted he withdrew a million dollars to pay for this quote unquote ransom, yeah. but he he kept the money for himself. Yep. He's and trying to pin it on the on uh, the dude. Right. So it all comes together for him. And that the Lebowski actually didn't care if Bunny came back or not. Right. He, he, she was a headache anyway. Yeah. No. So the dude gets Walter. They go to confront Lebowski. And they find Bunny's car uh, crashed into the fountain. <laughs> and she's running around naked. And then uh, they confront the big Lebowski about him keeping the million dollars for yourself. Oh. And he basically says, well... That's the way you see it. The way I see it is, I gave it to you, and you lost it. And Walter's with the dude when when, when this happens. Walter's with the dude, and, and it, <laughs> this is one tell. of the funniest parts. And uh, he he's like, I bet you, he, he he's talking to uh, the dude uh, Walter is, and he's, like, I bet you he ain't even a, a paraplegic. I bet he can walk. He's like. He's like, I guarantee he can walk. And he just pick, he bear hugs him, picks him up, and drops him. Yep. <laughs> and it turns out he, he actually he, was yeah, paralyzed. He could not walk. He could, could not walk, clearly. Uh, so then, you know, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. <laughs> they go back to bowling. And so this is a pretty pivotal scene here because Donnie has been bowling strikes the whole movie. Yep. And then he bowls... He, he, he bowls a frame, and there's one pin left standing. Yeah, and if you really don't pay attention to this, you don't see it. But then, like, this is the first time I really, uh, I've seen this part. Uh, not the first time I've seen it, but uh, when he, 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 he knocks all of them down but one pin. Yeah. And then when he goes and sits down, like, it shows the dude and Walter talking. So if you're not paying, if you're not paying attention to, to uh, Donnie. Donnie, you don't, you miss it. But he's grabbing his hand. Like his hands like numb. Oh, okay. See, I didn't catch that. Yeah. See, too. this is the first time I've, I've noticed it, and and then it sets up the next the the scene where they actually leave to go on to out to the their car to leave. Yeah. So they go out to their car to leave, and the nihilists are standing in front of the car, and their car is on fire. Yeah. He's like, "You did it! You finally killed my car." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so one of the nihilists here. This is probably the first time I noticed it, but uh, well, you know. The first time I watched it, I noticed it, but this was the first time in the movie that I noticed it was that one of the Niles is played by the bassist for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh-huh. Flea, uh, and he, he has like a couple of talking parts, but yeah. not not very much. Uh, so then Walter picks a fight with the Niles, uh, and they have this big fight. Walter um, Walter basically ends up beating up the Niles, bites the ear off. He which... bites the ear off of one of them. Um, and so then Donnie, Donnie asked, he's like, are they going to hurt us? He's like, 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 they're nihilists. They don't believe in anything. Yeah. These, these men are cowards. (laughs) These men are cowards. Cowards. Um, so from the stress of this fight, Donnie has a heart attack. Yep. Um, this was, this was rough, man. Yeah. This was a rough, rough scene when Donnie goes out because he's been this meek, mild person the whole movie uh, that you're kind of rooting for because you know they always shut the fuck up Donnie shut the fuck up Donnie oh. um, so then 
you know, but they, they, they find this way in this movie to just make it hilarious. Yeah. Because they go and to the uh, funeral home and the guy is saying, you know, well, the urn costs $180. Walter says, we don't need an urn. We're spreading the ashes. And he's like, well, we have to, um, to transport the remains to you in some sort of receptacle. And then, uh, after, uh, Walter yelling at the guy, he says, is there a Ralph's around here? Which Ralph's is a grocery store, uh, chain in the West. Okay. It's kind of like Piggly Wiggly here. I got you. Or, you know, food, IGA food fair. Um, so he goes over to Ralph's presumably and gets a Folgers can (laughs) and puts Donnie's ashes in the Folgers can. Um, so then they go to scatter, uh, Donnie's ashes and Walter has this speech that uh, you know a eulogy yep. I guess you'd call it and uh, so he's talking about Donnie you know he, he surfed the beaches from you know up to Pismo and he's like you took him Lord yeah like you took so many other men of his generation <laughs> before their uh, before their time at Quezon Lawn Dock and Hill 364 <laughs> uh it's, it, it's another instance where he just he turned into a Vietnam thing. Yeah. He just <laughs> so uh, you know, and he so he starts scattering the ashes, and uh, starts scattering the ashes, and they just blow in the wind right back on the dude. Yeah, and the dude's got his sunglasses his on. There's dude. ashes all over his mustache. Walter tries to go back and comfort him. He's like, "Damn it, Walter! Not everything's about Vietnam." Uh, so you know and then so then another time fuck it dude let's go bowling <laughs> so then it goes back to the bar um, the dude comes up Sam Elliott's sitting at the bar yep. and it closes the movie out with Sam Elliott talking about the dude and his story and, and all this stuff and um, what a great way to, to end oh the yeah uh, there to you, you know, he's like, like a sarsaparilla uh, you yeah, got any of that more good sarsaparilla friend? Um, and so the last thing that the, he says, take it easy, dude. And the dude says, uh, he's like, I will. And then uh, Sam Elliott says, I know you will. And he, he looks at him. He's got two beers in his hand. And he says, the dude abides, yeah. which is another famous line, but just the perfect way to end the movie. Oh, yeah. And then it pans up. A guy bowls a strike. And then, boom, the credits. So, you know, we, we ran through the whole thing there. Um, there's some twists and turns in there. I think I think this is a movie you have to watch three or four times before you really Yeah, because there's still stuff. There's still stuff that, yeah, you miss if you don't really, if you don't pay attention. You know? Right. Like, uh, I think you, uh, the part where uh, Donnie gets, he's dying, uh, he's having a heart attack. Yeah. What's he say? Uh Walter's holding Donnie in his arms as he's, uh, you know, dying. And he says, don't worry, helps choppering in like, <laughs> like it's Vietnam or something, you know? So just these little, yeah. and you won't notice that on your first viewing. There's just no, no way. Well, Pickens has seen it a hundred times. This is the first time I pointed it yeah, out to it really, uh, and there's, there's stuff that, you know, like you said, you watch a hundred times and you, you see different things, you know? And so it, that's, it, you know, why, that's why I kind of want to talk. Why do you think people... There's a lot. There's there's people who haven't seen this movie, mm-hmm. and then there's people who have seen, like my you know my parents. I well my dad loved it, but my mom hated this movie. Like 
She didn't get the humor. I, something just didn't connect with There's her. There's something in people, man, uh, that uh, for some reason, you know, this... I mean, I, is it dry humor? I, 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 don't, I don't... Maybe it is just the dry humor. And a lot of people, you know, just don't get it. And that, that that's what I love about stuff. I, I, th- I think it's hilarious. Yeah. A lot of it is. A lot of the stuff, you know, and we describe it here, it's... You know, it's not really funny, but... Right. What, you know, uh, it's just something you gotta watch, you know... Uh, you you and your buddy or whatever even just sit down and watch it by yourself like I you know, I find myself still watching and I, uh, still laughing about it and I've seen it probably a hundred times yeah and I guess you know so that's maybe that's why a lot of people on paper you know if you write the movie if you write the uh, script out on paper it doesn't sound funny yeah it doesn't uh, maybe that's why people aren't really you well, know and and no, it just blows my mind that like the actors they got for it, like like any role, like 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 uh, they fit they fit exactly the casting. Perfect. The casting in this because movie was amazing. If they would have got someone else, I don't think it would have been nearly you know what it what it was. Right, right. And you know, that's that's what I think is crazy. There's so many of these movies like this that that people haven't seen. Yep. Because the you know. Uh, Especially the younger generation, you know. I'm getting. I'll be thirty this year, and he, you know, the guy, guy's twenty six, twenty five, whatever. And I can't tell you how many I've talked to that that just haven't seen it. Yep. And I let I let a guy I used to work with borrow it, and he didn't get it. Yeah, he, he just always, don't get it. I just don't think. I was like, how do you not think it's funny? But I don't know. It's just it's one just of those things. Different humor that you know. You, you have to respect and you, you know. Yeah, it's just, it's, it is different. You know, like I say, you write it down, it doesn't seem funny. So maybe people just don't get the, it's the tone, you know, of the movie. It's the subtle tone of everything that's said, uh, that just makes it absolutely hilarious. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, guys, that's our, that's our review of the big Lebowski. Do we, we want to put a number to it, a number, a number to it. Out of ten, I mean, I mean, I've seen this movie so many times. It's like you know, it's like a nine point seven five for me. Yeah, I mean it. I mean, to me, it's as close to a ten as I'm I'm, I'm willing to give it because it it it's just one of those it it's on my all time favorite you know, and of of re you know of rewatch value and all the I I could watch. I can just keep watching it. Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's you know it's like uh, kind of like the uh, like airplane or the Naked Gun movies. Oh yeah, uh, anytime those are on, I catch them. All. That, that that's when we were talking about dry humor earlier. Yeah, for some reason I didn't I didn't think of the the Naked Gun and the Loaded Gun, the one where they're making fun of lethal weapon. I thought that yeah. was you know I go on for. You know, but there's just a bunch of stuff in the backgrounds of those movies. Like those movies, you need to watch them so many times because. There's this background stuff yeah, that is but, hilarious that you'll never catch, you know, the first time. So, and I guess uh, a little off topic, but I think the the Jay and Silent Bob movie it's kind of like that way, because uh, yeah, you know, if you're a lot of people's too busy watching Jay, yeah, but to me, Silent Bob does he hardly says anything throughout the movies, right? But he's one of the, if you're watching him, it's the funniest shit I've ever seen. Like the, the where the nun you know he's like oh you, you live your life by the road too and and Jay and Silent Bob's just shaking his head <laughs> it's one of the funniest things 
you know, it's one of those that that these dry humor movies like that. You know, yeah, uh, and I, I think it's where you know you'll be watching over here. But if you're not watching right, you know, if you're not watching the box scene, you're yeah. gonna miss a lot of funny stuff. And know? that's where the rewatchability comes in. Yes, you know? that's why we've seen this. 150 times. <laughs> I'm I've, I'm not a stoner at all, yeah. but it's just one of my favorite movies. I oh think. yeah, yeah. You know, so it's it's about as close to a ten as you're going to get. Um, so that wraps up our our. Anything else you'd like to say about the Big Lebowski? I, I think I pretty I, well covered. I it. think you got it. If you haven't seen the movie, well, one, why'd you listen to this whole thing? And yeah. Two, and- go watch it. Just just go watch it. But guys, we're going to go to a little segment now, and I'm just going to let Brent take it over here. All right, uh, this is this is our segment. We're we're going to try to do it once a week. Uh, I mean, we'll see. Uh, it's it should have never. And we we I got a few on here that that you know that, you know we sat around and we're talking about, and they should have never did the Lethal Weapon TV series. They should they should have never did the Girl Meets World. Should have never killed John Marston from, uh, from Red Dead Two. Uh, well, Red Dead Redemption, but that yeah, yeah that's that's a big one with me. Should've, yeah. They should have never killed John Marston. Just like you taught me, Pa. You oh, kidding me? Oh my God! They should have never remade Total Recall, which is that's a, it's an abomination. Yeah. And we're gonna have a Total Recall episode. I don't know when we're gonna do it, but that that is, uh, we're gonna do one. Uh, they should have never let MJ play baseball. It's ridiculous because now, so now because MJ played baseball, you know there oh, there's all there's debate. He he could have won three three four more championships. He's off playing playing baseball. So yep. now it just you know ruins the greatest debate. Yep. And I'm you know um, a greatest debate with another person whose name I shall not mention. Yeah, that is well, on that topic too. He also played college, so you had there four, three, four years there. Yeah, yeah. Plus two years of baseball. Well, you do the math. Uh, they should have never remade RoboCop. That's real. Just along same lines as Total Recall. Same. Yeah. They shouldn't. Uh, they should have never made Godfather Part Three. Yeah. Just, just let but, it, let it. You know, he killed Fredo at the end of two. Just yeah. let it be, man. Yeah. That that should have been the end. And the this is the last one we got for the week. They should they should have never quit making NCAA football. NCAA football series way better than Madden. Oh yeah, and uh, they they continually make Madden. Never make this. I don't know, but that is all we got for the should have never. That's that should have never this week. It's just going to be a bunch of stuff that we think they should have never done. Yep. No, they should they should have never done it. So. Guys, that wraps us up for this week. This has been the Couch Thoughts Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at uh, the Couch Thoughts Podcast, at Couch Thoughts Couch Thought Pod on Twitter. Um, we're on uh, Podomatic. We're on iTunes. Look us up, the Couch Thoughts Podcast. You can find us there, um, especially on Facebook. Look us up. Go give us a like. Leave us a comment. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, give us a rating and a review. We really appreciate it. Uh, it helps it helps the podcast out a lot. Yeah, if you have any ideas on you know, a movie that you would like to you know uh, hear about or something we hadn't watched, we'd gladly give it a watch. We'll give it a watch. A game we haven't played. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll talk about that game. If you th- if you have a, an idea for something they should have never done, yeah, it- let us know in the comments of of this uh, podcast. I'm going to post the link on Facebook. Let us know what 
what something that they should have never done, and we'll talk about it on the next show. Yep. So, guys, until next week, from a couch, this was the Couch Thoughts Podcast. Peace.